Hello, and you are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. Hello, everybody. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Rachel. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. And today we have such a special guest. An incredibly special guest. Um, oh my gosh. I was birthed out of her canal. <laughs> and <laughs> what an introduction. Wow. I mean, she literally gave birth to the most amazing person on this earth. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'd like to welcome my mother, the one and only Julie. Oh, wow. Hello, Julie. Oh, it's Hello, so, oh, it's so fun to be here with you guys. I can't even tell you. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited you're here. Oh my yes, gosh. and my mother is a longtime listener, as if we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> no, I like it. I like that we're established. Yeah, we are. You know, we've got to twelve episodes, and now we're definitely established. Exactly. So, mm. Mama is a longtime listener. Mm-hmm. Um, of uh, probably our number one fan. definitely definitely Definitely. (laughs) and also very into astrology that is so true yeah yeah so it's kind of perfect guest to have on excellent so great should we do our internal weather yes rachel do you want to go first yeah how am i feeling today i'm feeling like a quite humid oppressive day Mm. yeah heavy I'm feeling a bit heavy today yeah I feel like it's the Venus retrograde like it's just it's just putting a lot of thoughts in my brain that I'm not really used to and I'm just like I'm just gonna go through it I'm just gonna allow myself to go through it you know Mm. yeah I feel that Mm -hmm. I feel that Venus retrograde has taken a toll it has taken a toll. <laughs> I dyed my Although hair pink. What, do you, yeah, I was going to say, Audrey, what did you do yesterday? <laughs> the thing I said I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, you've changed your appearance. Anyways, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It looks nice. Yeah, it does. It looks great. So um, I'm still feeling quite foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain feels quite foggy. feels definitely a little heavy, a little oppressive, a little... <sighs> but uh-huh. more like um, misty, like feel, things feel unclear. But still, like, emotionally, I'm still excited. So, like, it's foggy, Sick. but it's kind of fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like it. it. It's foggy, but fun. <laughs> Mama, what's your internal weather? Oh, gosh. Okay, when you asked that, uh, the first thing that came to my mind, Aj, was um, country house, sitting under the tree mm-hmm. in the hammock. You know, it's kind oh. of a, it's not hot. It's, it's warm, summer mm-hmm. breeze. Just sort of kind of a little heavy, but like pleasantly heavy. Like you kind of want to fall asleep. Okay. You kind of want to read a book. Yeah, You're yeah. not really sure. That's oh that's God, where I am. So that good. is nice. You know what <laughs> yeah. I imagine with that? A mm. glass of lemonade. Ooh, oh, yes. Oh. That's, Damn, you guys. That's perfection. Oh God. And of course. That is perfection. Hallie has to be on the hammock, you know, hanging out too, yes. of course. Yes. Oh, shout <laughs> out to Hallie. Shout out to Shih Tzu. <laughs> Who, by the way, who, by the way, is also a Gemini. A Gemini. Oh, yeah. Which leads us very well on to introducing today's episode. It's Gemini season, everybody. It is. Welcome to Gemini season. How fun. Heck yeah. Super great. I kind of miss Taurus season, but that's okay. <laughs> that is the most Taurus thing ever. Like, um, 
you know, it's okay. It's Gemini season, but you know, I just wish it was Taurus season. I just kind of wish it was like, you know, stable and, you know, (laughs) yeah. I just wish it was the same and my comfort place all the time. Yes, but the sun has now returned to Gemini. Uh, which means that all of our Gemini sons are having their birthday soon, like my mother, June 10th. What, what? So very soon, which is super exciting. So I think I'll first go into some Gemini basics. Yeah, sounds good. Um, So Gemini's sun and Gemini's are born, um, or the sun goes into Gemini between May 22nd to June 21st. Mm -hmm. The symbol is twins, as we all kind of know. Um two-faced toes and the <laughs> element we'll unpack that today we'll unpack that. <laughs> yeah we, we can't making keep making these oh now it becomes we clear why you wanted me here <laughs> it's called exposing you <laughs> so the element is air the modality is mutable which is um it mediates change and frequently changes modes of expression uh, the ruling planet is Mercury, which we all know is communication. <laughs> wow, oh, damn. I'm on one today. Um, again, <laughs> ruling house is the third house, which again is expression, communication, intellect, siblings, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> early education, all that. Yeah. Oh, mama, is Hallie wanting to come into the Zoom? <gasps> oh, oh, hey, Hallie. I'm so sorry you guys can't see this, but Hallie oh. is the cutest little shih tzu ever. She's so great. You guys, she oh. must have felt that we were doing this because she was asleep on the bed. And the next thing I know, she's at the door and Papa's she's letting like, her yeah. in. <laughs> oh, that's so she's like, cute. I'm a Gemini. Let me in. Let me in. We're both Aww. Gemini vegans. Oh, so cute. <laughs> We'll, we'll uh, maybe follow us on our social media. We'll post some pics of how. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh, my gosh. So uh, the order that it's in is the third, as we know. Shout out to uh, Legally Blonde. Yeah, shout out to Legally Blonde. Oh, my God. I was going to make that reference. <laughs> so um, Legally Blonde is, uh, you know, the great movie, Legally Blonde. Yeah, yeah. That was my I first PG-13 them. movie I ever saw. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. It's a big milestone. And yeah. so when she when she arrives at Harvard Law School... Uh-huh. Uh, she they're in a little welcome group and she sits there and, and with her dog bruiser her little chihuahua and yeah. she introduces them them as well this is uh, i'm Elle woods and this is bruiser woods and we're both gemini vegetarians <laughs> oh yeah she does <laughs> <laughs> and my mom and hallie are gemini vegans <laughs> oh my god amazing that's so good wow so, yeah, so the order is number three out of 12 in the signs on the zodiac wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm going to say some keywords. The keywords often can be the kind of like sometimes surface level, sometimes stereotype. We're going to do some positives and some negatives. I threw them in there, mixed them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, if you're offended, Mama, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, keywords we have sociable, communicative, engaging, quick witted, persuasive, clever irritable, moody, manipulative, adaptable, indecisive, superficial, articulate, two-faced, judgmental, restless, talkative, flirtatious, adventurous, childlike, fun, fast, and flexible. Oh, I like those that triple the at the end. Fun, fast, and flexible. flexible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think another oh, quality oh is well, another quality I think is that I don't take offense easily. I'm not sure if that's Gemini or not, but uh, I'm not offended by any of those. Uh-huh. Okay, that's okay, that's strong. good. I'm glad. I'm glad you've only been on for like ten minutes, and we start just completely offending you, and you're like, "I'm done with this. This is terrible. I'm out of here." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, what are your initial responses to those keywords? Ooh, yeah. I mean, I can relate, of course, um, to, to many of those. Um, I would say, yeah, I totally like, I think part of, part of the thing that I can notice is that I'll be like, Ooh, interesting. And then like, like three seconds later, I'm like, Ooh, that's interesting. And then there's another thing. Oh, that, uh, oh, that's really, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so definitely that kind of like interested in a lot, but mm. it's more, it's definitely more exciting to start something. Right. So, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. getting into the depth of something, Ooh, that's, that's more challenging. Staying through mm. it it's more challenging because you know it's like you someone waves a little you know like a child you know you just wave the little like something sparkly and I'm like oh yeah, you know? yeah so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it makes sense I was also if correct me if I'm wrong but I'm looking at your chart and your sun is in Gemini and your mercury is also in Gemini ah uh, okay yes that's right. So, yes. Yeah, so That's you're... interesting seeing the like the ruling. So like two pr- very pro- like predominant signs and also your Mercury being in Gemini and Mercury ruling exactly. Gemini. Like there's like such a like, uh, yeah, you know, mm. Gemini is nice. at home in Mercury. Yeah. Shall I talk about some mythology? Yes. 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 Excellent. So um, as Audrey said, Gemini is Latin for twins and the twin is the symbol of Gemini. Um, and the twins that the constellation is associated with are the Greco-Roman. I was like, oh, going to throw that in there. So it's both Greek and Roman mythology. Um, it's associated with, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, the half-brother twins, Castor and Pollux. And I was a bit confused by what half-brother twins meant. And so I went and looked at it and it's called, are you ready for it? Heteropaternal superfecundation. <laughs> right? And it's basically where the mother has sex with two different men within the same cycle and it obvi- it, it fertilizes two, two or more over <gasps> at once. I know, how crazy is that? And so you have twins who are from different, like different paternal parents. Whoa, what? I know. I was like, what? And what's even crazier, like, I don't know if this is a major thing in real life. I think it does happen occasionally. But in this particular myth, there are actually four of them. They're twins. They're like quadruplets. Oh, wow. I know. Which is wild. I've only ever met triplets before. I don't think I've even met. I don't think I've met triplets. No. Who are the triplets? Yeah, I think I remember, I think maybe it was when we lived in Montana or it could have been California, but um, there were three little boys. I think they were like maybe a year older than me or something. And it was a family. It might have been Montana. And I remember them them being triplets. Then they, they were all like identical. Oh, um, yes. Audrey, that was Montana. I forgot about that. That's, that's crazy. true. So I have to. I'm two. just like. Yeah. I think it's such a tourist thing. I would hate to be a twin. Like all respect to people who are <laughs> twins, but I would I would fucking hate to be I'd a twin. I hate it. Oh yeah. My, yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh yeah. my god. Um, but shout out to all the twins. This yeah. is for you. I I would um, hate more being a flight attendant than being a twin. So it's. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that feels a bit random, but it's really like strong. I have a strong feeling that I would really hate being a flight attendant. Yeah, uh, but I like the fact that it's flight attendant and twin come in the same category. No, but flight attendant's definitely worse for me. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, back to the mythology. 
So Castor and Pollux, and lots of people might know those two names for any nerds out there from the Hunger Games. There are two characters in the in Mockingjay in the third book called Castor and Pollux who are twins. I remember that, yeah. Um, and so Castor and Pollux in the myth are said to be born from an egg, apparently. I was like, oh, that's a bit wild. With their twin sisters, Helen, who's Helen of Troy, and Clytemnestra, who's the wife of Agamemnon. So there's like lots of random people there. If you don't know about Helen and Troy, go find out about her. Um, there's also a phenomenal book called The Silence of the Girls by Pat Barker, which she's kind of relevant to, which is great. It's top notch. Talks about just great women, just like great women. Um, so in the constellation itself, Pollux is the brightest star and Castor is the second brightest. And the pair are associated often with sailors and are kind of seen as a patron of sailing. Um, and it's said that if you can see both stars when you're sailing, it foretells you're going to have quite a fortuitous and safe j- trip, tri- safe journey. But if you only see one of them, it's a bad omen, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then the other thing that's kind of related to sailing is they're also said to appear in St. Elmo's Fire. And I did not know what this is. Do you guys know what this is? I know it's a band in the 80s. <laughs> St. Elmo's Fire was a movie from the 80s. Oh, a movie. Oh. There we go. <laughs> oh. So, um, like, contrary to its slightly wacky name, it's actually like a, a physics-related phenomenon. And it's basically, and I, I I didn't really get it, but it's basically where you get, like, colourful, sparky discharge off the pointy ends of things. So, like, the mast of a ship, like an old-school sailing ship. Um, and it's, it's, it's plasma, so it's kind of like thunder, and it happens during a thunderstorm. What? Um, yeah, I know. Go Google it, guys, because it's actually really weird and cool. It's like, you know, those weird globes that you sometimes get at like science fairs and in science classrooms and they've got like a light in and then bits. And when you touch yes. it, it touches your hands. That's the same kind of thing. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Um, but basically, obviously, back in the day when we were sailing like big sailing ships, we didn't know that that was like a scientific phenomenon. Um, and when this happened, it was said to be a good omen from the twins. That's pretty um, cool. Which is pretty cool. I was like, I would fucking love it if that happened mm-hmm. on a ship. I'd just be like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, nature's oh. cool. Nature is so Magical. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so the reason that Castor and Pollux became stars is because when Castor died, he died in battle as a mortal. And Pollux was so distraught, he begged Zeus, who was his father, to grant Castor some of his own immortality, which he did, and he allowed them to transcend into the heavens, into two stars, so they could be together forever, which is kind of nice. Oh, good sibling love, super cute. Um, and then some other mythology, because I thought it was we always focus on the Greek mythology, because that's kind of always the thing that's relevant in Western astrology. But in Babylonian astro- astronomy. They were also called twins and they were minor gods associated with the major god, Nurgle, who is the god of plague and pestilence and the king of the underworld. Um, so there's that. Nurgle. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I really like it. I think it's funny. It's good... Nurgle. <laughs> My name is Nurgle. Nurgle. <laughs> so there's a bit of mythology for you, everybody. That is, that is um, honestly some very interesting things going on. Yeah, there was a lot in there. Mm-hmm. So really you're welcome. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Great. So, uh, yes, mother. I need to move Hallie because no she's worries. staring at me, death eyes. I just have to. <laughs> I have to make a comfy spot for no her, like on my robe, maybe. So oh just... my god, that's so good. I feel like that. I need to leave that in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Right. Do you want to tell us about Gemini as a sun sign? 
Yes. So, <clears throat> so as we know, the sun is your core essence, your individuality, your sense of self, and what motivates you and why. So for Gemini suns, as my mother is, and as shout out Sally, shout out Clemence, shout out my friends, um, communication is key. So there's a focus on exchange exchanges of information. There's mm -hmm. big curiosity, signs of it's a sign of flexibility and change. It moves between topics very easily and quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of flexibility, as we said before, and freedom and choice is very big. So there's mm -hmm. also a need for variety. Um, so as we know, twins, they symbolize duality as well and awareness of opposing views. Uh, these people may feel more comfortable in the constant kind of state of flux, uh, but also they could be prone to anxiety because of either too much or not enough mental stimulation. They have, um, they really like to have options and freedom to choose. However, they can be also indecisive. And so too many choices can overwhelm them. So it's kind mm -hmm. of this weird <laughs> duality. And I see that duality is definitely where the stereotype about them being two-faced comes from. Definitely. Oh yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So they also prefer to keep their options open to allow multitudes of possibilities to occur. Mm -hmm. There's also a strong sense of logic and intellect. So they're very concerned with analysis, figures, facts. They find facts and they like to circulate them. So on a superficial level, this can manifest into say like gossip. Uh, but ah, on a more okay. like refined level, it can be that they gather complex um, facts for complex analysis. Mm. So these can be researchers, writers, accountants. This is someone who gathers information for the benefit of all concerned. So, but also when free of emotional involvement or potential limitation, they can make quick, logical and intuitive decisions. But if there's a lot of kind of emotion involved, there can be, that's when like the indecisiveness ignites. Mm. Um, also, there's a little section that says irrationally rational. Um, so it says, yes, sociable, but they have a strong need to reflect inward. They often move between the rational and irrational. So they can be naturally uncomfortable with emotional concerns, um, but they will also seek to analyze what the essence of what needs to be felt is. Um, and also because of this kind of detachment of emotional concerns, they can become like fully detached if mm. they don't work on themselves. Mm. Um, and also a big lesson for them is to recognize the value of feeling as a vital aspect of communication since they're like really, really great at communicating. Yeah. Okay. Damn, That's Sun and Gemini. Mama, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, super interesting. Aj, when you were saying all of that, I, <clears throat> I definitely had a few thoughts um talking about indecisiveness i can feel that uh outwardly but also inwardly because mm -hmm. sometimes i will have literally so much information that i want to convey that i literally can't get a sentence out you know it's almost right, like okay yeah it's, everything's firing at once and so it's like mm -hmm. ah <laughs> um and uh and so then you know um have to breathe and sort of like okay let's take this in in it, sometimes it just flows and it's just I mean, like, like when we're talking, sometimes it's like, you know, we can just go on these like three hour conversations mm -hmm. and it's just like flowing and it's just great. And it's just like one mm -hmm. thing to another. Uh, and it's fantastic. And and that's that's where I am mostly, particularly mm -hmm. with 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 you and Madalena and, you know, Papa. Um, and the other thing is that I think I felt this uh, when I was quite young, this idea of um, I didn't like I never liked gossip. OK. Uh, that, that always bothered me, but I loved information. Um, so somehow in my mind, I remember 
this became a rule for myself because I think I wanted to sort of like, I don't know, it was just like to keep myself accountable. Um, I had, I decided, I think it was around like 15 or so, I decided that I would never say anything about anyone unless I was willing to say it to their face. So that was sort of my way. And I also had that with other people. I would always say to them, um, you know, why are you telling me this information? And would you say this to uh, to the face of the person you're about to tell me? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, because I, for me, it was like, I was very connected to the to this. I didn't, you know, it, I, I felt the destruction of gossip. I didn't like that. But information, oh my gosh. Yes, 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 more yes, yeah. And I love the diversity of people's like perceptions of things. Even if I like go into a conversation totally disagreeing and come out of the conversation totally disagreeing. I'm super, super like love the diversity of people's, you know, where they come from and their perspective and all of that kind of thing. Like, I just think that that is Mm -hmm. such a, I love that. It makes me excited. I can hold both of those things equally. Like I can have my own like preference and my own sort of like um, opinion, I guess you could say, or, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. belief system, but to have someone else have one and it can be completely different. And, but those worlds coexist with me. Like that doesn't bother me. I think that's super cool. And I love that. So I don't know, but that, those were some of the things that, that came up when, when you were, yeah. when you were saying. Well, that's sure. super cool. That, that last thing you spoke about, I think is really interesting because I think about that a lot in terms of uh, like politics and, and social issues and social injustice and stuff. And I think one of the things that we really struggle with, like on a global social scale is doing that is holding disagreement in a way that's like positive and productive. We have this thing about, oh, I have a different set of views to you and therefore we're never going to get along. And it's like, that doesn't serve anyone at all. So I think that's like super admirable that that's something that you've really nurtured in yourself. That's really cool. I feel so inspired by you. I'm so inspired oh. by you, Julie. That's so cool. Oh. I don't even Very have to enjoy. say, I, you know I am. I don't have to say that shit. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I hope you know I am too. I didn't want to be like, um, <clears throat> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that means a lot. That means a lot from from both of you, Audrey. I could hear it, and Rachel, you saying that. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Cool. Um, Should we talk about Moon in Gemini? Yes. Yeah, so, just to clarify as well, my mother does not have her Moon in Gemini, but there's going to be a lot of people that have their Moon in Gemini that mm. maybe don't have their Sun in Gemini, so they actually might feel a lot like a Gemini inside and maybe not identify with their sun sign as much. So that's why I think it's important to bring into what the moon kind of qualities of this are. 100%. 100%. Then someone's like, ah, that's why. You know, like, Definitely. this is why and, I gravitate towards this. Yeah, and in hearing you speak about the sun in Gemini, I also see that these are incredibly similar. I'd probably say out of all the ones we've looked at on the pod, these are a sun and moon sign where they're incredibly transferable between the two. Yeah. And so I completely hear you. I think a lot of Gemini moons might feel like their sun sign is a Gemini. Yeah. Um, so just as a reiteration, your moon sign is all about your inner self, your shadow self. So your emotions, your feeling, who you are kind of with yourself and those kind of things. Um, and so one of the big things that came up in this research was that Gemini moons are often really witty and observant. So it's always that thing of, even though this is the inner self, it's always, almost always projecting outwards a lot of the time. And it's very social, um, And there was a big thing about they have a tendency to amuse other people with funny observations, like cracking out observations about people, which I thought was really interesting. Um, 
and equally that social element of their being comes also comes inward and it kind of is about they like to understand and communicate their emotions through talking and writing them out um and in this way there's a lot of stuff about Gemini moons loving social media and they love expressing themselves like in a digital space in that sense because it gives them a platform to facilitate how they feel and also have conversations about it with other people which I thought was really interesting um much like you spoke about Julie they're generally really very curious and really well informed and they love information um and also like you said at the beginning they find it difficult to stick to a single project and that really I really heard that when you said about you love starting things but the middle bit is the challenging bit um and one of the things that came up and I kind of wasn't sure whether I was going to mention it because it feels quite like you know how we've talked a lot about like traditional kind of values and all of that stuff but I thought it was a good analogy was that they hate housework but they love home improvement so they love this thing of um I I don't like the maintenance but I like the starting fresh in a space and always changing Mm. something and adapting it um which falls on their restlessness and I think this is something that emotionally a Gemini moon can find really difficult is they feel they can feel very unsettled and that can make them more nervous, more worrisome. And that also makes them really bored by constant things, by routine. And that can make them quite snappy. Um, And that's a big thing that came up as well is that they can be very irritable, but that's not necessarily because of external, external things by other people. It's actually because of some internal like instability in themselves that they feel. they also, because of, and Audrey spoke about this as well with Sun Geminis, um, they're not super great at feeling. They're good at talking about how they feel, but not just sitting with the emotion. And that can mean that they're both, they both find it difficult to process their own feelings, but also find complicated emotions in others really challenging. Um, and that rationalization can make them really, really detached as well in kind of like in the perception of others but it's not it's just because of that thing of they're irrationally rational um and that I think it's interesting because I think that can equally serve you and be a big detriment as well you've got to both like allow yourself to feel but also give yourself space to kind of distance yourself from how you feel sometimes um and then a couple of other terms they're open versatile versatile and adaptable and they have a boundless imagination and I thought that was really nice Mm, that's Um, so nice yeah super nice but yeah I can't I can't get over how similar the sun and moon is because obviously they're always kind of the similar traits but I feel like the ones we've looked at before there's always distinctive not differences but uh what's the word I'm looking for like areas where they're distance yeah like whereas this is like so similar they could be the same if you know what I mean I think there's something in that with it being an air sign, it being a highly communicative sign, and then mm. it being in the moon, and so, since the moon is shadow self, but mm. because it's very communicative, it's kind of then outward, and just yeah. like, well, I'm going to speak it. Yeah. So, like, for example, shout out one of my best friends, Amanda. Um, Amanda is a sun in Sagittarius, but has moon and rising in Gemini, and feels oh, okay. much more like a Gemini, like a Gemini. to yeah, herself. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so relates so much more to all of that. Yeah, definitely. And so it makes sense, too. Um, that there is uh, a kind of like outward expression of emotion there mm. um, wherever that mm. is and equally that that communicative element is makes the restlessness so understandable and I think this to me it made so much more sense to me why Gemini's are stereotyped as two-faced hoes because yeah. it was kind of like 
they're not they're not content in themselves all the time they're always looking for change and a new and fresh starts fresh spaces and those kind of things and because they're communicators that is very much coming outwards all the time yeah yeah Yeah. i can say i can say that i can i can feel that like uh there's almost okay apart from sort of like just horrible qualities that everyone would hate in someone let's say someone Mm. who's just a hater or like Mm. just a mean cruel person okay apart from those type of things um talking about just standard sort of qualities in people speaking as a gemini i think (laughs) maybe this is relatable (laughs) to to other gemini's but there's nothing more annoying or frustrating than a boring person (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a boring I love that like you know like if someone like like I am so stimulated by conversation and by like mm. interesting facts and all these kind of things right like if you were just having to like stand in like if you said to me you have to stand in this corner and talk to someone mm. who's going to say like nothing I don't mean just be silent I mean like talk but just say nothing of substance <laughs> Uh, I have this little story. My mom and I, when I was going to high school, we went to this different high school, like open house thing. And um, we were sitting there <laughs> listening to this guy talk. Yeah. And me being my moon in Pisces and so much other shit in Pisces, I can zone out and just like yeah, forget oh that I'm there for God, two hours can. and just be like, well, I guess I'll just sit here and look polite, but my head's not here. Whereas my mom was <laughs> jittery as fuck. She literally looked at me. She's like, we need to leave. Should we leave? We're in the front row. Should we leave? Should we just get up and walk out? Like, we need to go. I can't do this. I cannot sit through this. <laughs> Oh my God, that's I was just like, I don't know, just like zone out, bro. That's so funny. That's so, and you know, it's interesting because doing all this research, there is a lot of this I relate to, but I really don't have. I don't think I have any Gemini in my chart at all. Mm. Um, but definitely that. Like, I, if I'm if if someone is boring me, like I'm just done. Definitely. I'm absolutely done, but and I, I get yeah. irrationally angry about it as well. Yeah. I think I think I I don't I don't like boring either but I also think that has to be a mix of of the duality that's in our charts too because we have quite a duality of of our kind of Taurus and our Mm. kind of water cancer Pisces situation that's quite a difference um whereas some people have much more like monogamous charts or Mm. um I guess cohesive charts in that sense yeah so true so true but yeah yeah, so much yeah and I I yeah, you go, Sorry. Julie. You go, don't worry. No, I, I, I feel the need to just sort of, uh, I don't really judge people as being boring or think that there are boring people in that way. I just mean sort of, for me, it's like when it's not connected. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, like no, no. Someone, mental stimulation. In terms of the boring, I just mean things that are not connected. I would say small talk. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just something that's just like, oh, my mouth makes noise. Like, oh, it's just like, who wants to hear that? It can be a topic that I'm not particularly astute in or, you know, terribly interested in. And I can find something fascinating that if the person's connected to it, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like someone yeah, who so just true. wants to like drone on because they just want to hear their voice or they're like, they just like a captive mm. audience and like, you know, like, oh gosh, no, goodbye. Expose them, <laughs> call them out, let's go. <laughs> No, I relate to this a lot and I feel like oh, I don't want to be really shady, but I think having gone to drama school, you meet a lot mm. of people who really like the sound of mm. their own voice. Um, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. 
Ah, oh yes. Um, why did I just sound <laughs> British? What the fuck is happening? But I oh, love the way yes. was like we are just like throwing shade, and Audrey completely forgets there's an actual structure. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Okay. Anyways, oh yes, let's go. Um, so other planets in Gemini, I wanted to just like throw in a couple of the other ones because some people might be like, "What? I really identify with this Gemini thing. What is that?" And then maybe they also have it somewhere in their chart. <clears throat> because um, it's it's quite a strong expressing one, especially in terms of like social kind of life. Oh, massively. So Mercury in Gemini, if you have your Mercury in Gemini, which Mama also has, um, they're basically, they can be described as like the magician. They juggle everything that they take in. They love dabbling in many areas. They're very fluent and verbal and brainy and witty. Mm. Um, they're stimulated by everything new, that meaning people, that meaning places, topics. They just like the new stuff. Uh, they can be prone to playing mind games and using sharp or nasty words when arguing. Ooh. They may have hidden motives, and when bored, they might stir up drama. <laughs> um, so an advice for this kind of uh, placement would be take some time away from technology to get to grips with your internal chatter, especially because technology can like really blur your chatter because it can just oh, add yeah. to the fuzz. Mm. Um, and then also uh, basically like they just shine in social situations because this this sign, as we said, is at home in Mercury. That's so cool. Mm. Mm. And then there's Venus. <laughs> Venus and Gemini is uh, they're big flirts. They love playing around. They flirt with lots of people because they like to stay connected to, like, a lot, but quite on a superficial level. They don't okay. like anything too formalized. They like to keep light holds on people. Mm. They're very flexible about plans. They're not super into routine. Uh, they're drawn to cleverness and, like, intellect. And they're also, they are, just because it's kind of maybe superficial, they still are very generous with love, and they spread it widely amongst, like, a very broad social sphere. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And then we have Mars in Gemini. And Mars, this can create someone that's quite hyper, distracted, and very animated in arguments. They might have a split focus and almost need to multitask in order to focus. <laughs> like the opposite of me. Um, and uh, so they, it can be challenging for them to complete things that they have started, and they can be emotionally fickle. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Damn. So. That's super interesting. There's such a duality of like um, kind of superficial things and then like really deep giving things. Do you know what I mean? It's really interesting. Like the thing with the flirting, they like to flirt with lots of people, but they're kind of keeping a loose hold on them. But they're really generous with people with their social sphere. It's really interesting. Definitely. We are not all black and white. No. <laughs> Shades we of We exist in the gray scale. Mm. and it's so interesting too i was thinking when you're talking about the two-faced and the you know kind of honus I think, yeah uh, honus yes <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking that it's so interesting how how these uh, all of the signs not just gemini of course but um they're all sort of we're talking about almost an outer perspective of yeah right? mm-hmm. uh, so it's very interesting because probably if you were talking to say the gemini person who's like at the party and this is not me I don't know I don't have this particular thing but maybe sort of maybe that was in Venus you said or or Mart or yeah one of them yeah where they have to talk to everybody at the party and they have to like Mm. you know keep all of this like 
for from their perspective they're just being social and they're like yeah. keeping themselves stimulated and all that kind of stuff right but you could take like depending on the other people that they're connecting with it could be like feel shallow it could feel like mm. oh you were just talking to me and we were really connecting now you're over there talking to like Definitely. someone else like mm. you know so it's super interesting um mm-hmm. the perspective yeah definitely for sure for sure I think there has to be some kind of level of self-awareness when it comes to looking at yourself in astrology because if you're so so internal and you can only see and only feel what you feel and you're not like open to kind of seeing how you might be perceived in the outside world or seeing how your ways your modes of working are different to others modes of working then it's going to be really hard to see how these kinds of things connect because that's just the normal to you. That's just mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, that's just how I work and that's just how it works rather yeah. than like, oh, this is how actually this relates to other people and how it's very different person to person. Mm. Absolutely. <clears throat> Which is another reason why we should never take anything personally because we don't know what motivates other people. Yeah, preach. Unless, like, they really <laughs> attack personally. Right. <laughs> Unless right. they're like, this is personal to you. Right. <laughs> um, so, Mama, I had a couple questions, and this can spiral into other questions if we wanted to, or if Rachel has a question or anything like that. But my uh, first question was, what was it like being a Gemini child? And this can be in the broadest sense. This can be whatever you think of. It doesn't have to be super deep or super shallow or anything. Just be whatever. Okay. Well, I can tell you that um, Grandma always says, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, that I came out talking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that there's something that would identify Gemini more than that statement. so true, so true. Um, and I can say too, that I, you know, I don't remember this, but, uh, grandma always says that I, um, I talked like even before my vocal cords were sort of like, you know, mm. mature enough to, to, I was saying things, I was like communicating. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah. And I can remember too, just like if someone, when I was little, like if I couldn't find someone to talk to, I made someone to talk to, you know, yeah. I would talk to my dolls. I would talk to, you know, um, I also like this, I wanted to teach. Like that was a thing. Like even, you know, from like five years old or whatever, my little brother who was like three, I was like, I'm going to teach you. You're going to sit here in this chair and I'm going to put my other <laughs> dolls and I'm going to conduct a classroom, you know, like I have some information to give you. Nice. So for me, that's, that's, that's sort of what I can think of from like childhood is just always wanting to always really curious, always really wanting to gather Mm. information and then say that information. Mm. I wanted to, you know, and I I wanted that sort of active audience and being a child, you, you don't always have, you know, adults around you who are going to necessarily listen all the time. So Mm. I just made things that would listen to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, cute. (laughs) um and did it a little follow-up question I guess how did it develop into like your kind of adolescence (laughs) are you trying to get some are you trying to get some dirt here Aj is this your your, I already know the dirt (laughs) bring mama on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I would say in adolescence Oh, okay. Yeah. And if you have something that comes to mind too, feel free to ask me that. But I would say that I was quite quick on my feet. Mm. So, you know, if, 
uh, if I got cornered, you know, why are you late to class kind of thing, mm-hmm. which um, happened occasionally. Um, <laughs> if occasionally is daily. Um, <laughs> I was pretty fast on my feet to uh-huh. be able to like, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I can remember being able to like, I would say that I got out of some jams um, that I put myself in as an adolescent um, by being able to be really quick on my feet, really quickly um, communicate. I was also, I could stay very calm and very polite, mm. and but quickly get myself out of yeah. many yeah. or if some sticky situations. Mm. Get away with words. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you on next time on the podcast to talk about said sticky situations. <laughs> Um, my other question was, uh, in saying that, what has it been like being a Gemini mama? Oh, <laughs> well. <clears throat> Especially because being a mom has been a big part of your being. Mm. The best part, yes. <clears throat> That's so nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's so true, too. Um, okay, now I'm not going to cry. Um, <laughs> oh my god no if you cry flat. I cry I'm a cancer moon like literally it's true I will I will <laughs> so we'll just devolve into yeah. like you know blowing our nose this on is the- gonna become a very wet podcast <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> something Audrey is not afraid of no. right ah <laughs> uh, context I use it in my artistic practice anyways moving on what's the next <laughs> Well, okay, so um, Gemini and mom. Well, okay, so your sister was born first, uh, Audrey, as you were well aware of. Um, and Madalena came, it's very similar to me, I would say, in that sort of kind of came out talking, even though she's not a Gemini. She was Leo. very Leo verbal. Yeah, yeah, Leo. Exactly. Very, very verbal, very expressive. Um, <clears throat> and for her... Um, and it's interesting because I'll, I'll, I'll say this about her and then I'll say about you. For me, I think, and I never really thought about it this way until we're talking about it now, but I did look for well, what is your form of communication? Because communication is so important to me that I wanted to speak your language of communication. Mm. And, you know, for Madalena, it was very much like if something was about a story, she was in, okay, right? Yeah. You know, she was acting in it. She was directing it. She was, you know every aspect of it she wanted it was it, it, it whether it's behind the scenes i mean her favorite um movie when she was little was peter pan and i'm talking about the stage version nice. of peter pan wow uh, you know so she 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 wanted to know how it and, and that was the interesting thing too she was in the um story of it mm. but she also was behind the scenes of it it's like, how did they fly across the stage how did they make it happen you know that that kind of thing so she was very much in storytelling so even if we were doing math if i could find a way to make it a story you know she she could relate mm. to it so so um uh, then audrey you were so different than madalena in that way where you you your communication was not words you you communicated through like I would say tactilely what you saw. Um, Probably similar to I, Rachel. I, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, even when we were going to go someplace, I would say, okay, we need to take an Audrey 15. In other words, we needed to add 15 minutes <laughs> onto where we were going because, and, and, and the reason, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing, but because along the way, you would see something that you needed to explore, uh, right? Okay. So you would, you know, you'd see the shadows like on, you know, like I would have never noticed this if you, but then you would notice it. So I like then I got to things. notice it. I like it. touching leaves and stuff. Yeah, man. So much, so much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that that's the beauty, I would say, for me of, of motherhood too, is that you get to live a different life mm. too, right? Like I get to see the world through your eyes. Mm. I mean, what a gift, right? Yeah. So you know, you, you would have to look at the shapes and, you know, feel it. And, and so you, you did communicate, um, with words, obviously within the inner family, but the outer family, as you know, you, you, I was you, quite shy. You, I didn't speak to men until I was about eight years old. Nice. Mm, men are trash. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we got there real quick. <laughs> Not all men. <laughs> No, but I mean, that makes perfect sense for you too, Audrey, when you think about it, right? Because words were not your like initial, like how you communicated, right? You communicated through, through sort of this watery, you know, place of this sort of like how things feel, how things look and what, and that takes time and that kind of Mm. thing. And I would say that generally speaking, women are more in tune to that. Mm. So you had just an easier time connecting with, you know, uh, women or females in that, in that way. And of course, this is a broad stroke and not, you know, I don't, don't mean to know the energy transcend, but the roles in society that men are confined to tend to have them shut down those bits of them that we all have. Yeah, they do. It's okay. Well, that's right. That's right. But yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. I mean, it's conditioning. It's really conditioning yeah, because uh, it, it could be that that there that there's women who don't resonate with that, and there's men that resonate with Definitely. that. Absolutely. But I would say that just because of the conditioning, you it was easier to find women who were more open mm. to that, and so 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 that's kind of understandable with that too. But um, but um, yeah, yeah. Did that answer it, your question? It does. <laughs> and I had I had one more kind of question that adds, I guess, to those. And I just wanted to ask, because I know you're someone that has worked on yourself throughout your lifetime and still works on yourself, which is admirable, uh, to say like the least. Um, (laughs) And so I was wondering in relation to kind of maybe your Gemini self or how you've um, gone through challenges and with the kind of traits of that, um, what has been your growth or yeah, what has been your growth then? Like what, what kind of ways have you grown with your kind of maybe Gemini self with your, yourself in general as well. Um, mm. Like, like we kind of mentioned, there's challenges within the Gemini energy, which is you can get kind of, there is this manipulation, there is this um, uh, detachment there, is you know, so mm. what has been your experience with that and growth? With yeah, that? that's a great question. <clears throat> and I think for me, it's, um, I would say giving myself um, space, you know, I think, uh, we talked about this, you know, being able to respond really quickly. And, um, sometimes that doesn't serve (laughs) sometimes that, you know, might've been, might've been great in my teenage years to get me out of a tight spot or whatever, but, um, being able, just being okay with silence, Mm -hmm. you know, being okay with the unknown, being okay, um, with sort of connecting to those scary, 
emotions, mm. which of course emotions are not scary. But I think from a Gemini um, uh, place, I would, uh, I, I understand that urge to, I'd rather talk about it yeah. than feel it. Right. And so tra- kind of training myself and teaching myself and allowing myself time and space that it's okay. I don't have to come back with a, with a quick, you know, get out of jail free card kind of way of communicating. I can kind of sit with those, um, emotions and they don't have to have words Mm. and they don't have to, um, I don't have to communicate it. I can just absorb it and feel it. And I mean, we won't even get into the fact that my, my moon's in Capricorn. Uh, so That's a big boy. Hot damn, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, in, in that way too, that, that um, you know, a bit of, I mean, I'm not sure that the Capricorn moon necessarily keeps it so cerebral as, as the Gemini, but it certainly would rather just workhorse it, yeah. right? Um, where, but, the, but there is a lot of, there, I have, you know, there is a depth of emotion. And so it's giving myself that space that time that I don't have to have an answer, mm. that I don't have to talk to someone if I don't want to, mm. um, that it's okay to sort of allow that space. And I would say that took that took me a long time to <clears throat> grow with that and know that because I would, um, as I was younger, I would feel that I should give an answer. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the fact that I I had access to being able to say something, but what I started to notice is that I would think on it later and regret it Mm. right I would feel like oh that didn't actually honor the situation Mm. right that's not really what I what I wanted to say and so that sort of I I didn't like how that felt in in my body Mm. so I started to you know work with this and give myself space it's okay um to take time off from from the chatter yeah (laughs) I think that's like I think the advice that you just gave is extremely important. I also, I mean, for everyone, but I also think because everyone works so differently, Mm -hmm. I think that can be so helpful for people with a lot of maybe Gemini kind of uh, energy in their charts. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, me telling someone with a lot of Gemini energy in their chart how I wind down or how I'm not much of a thinker. I just kind of chill. Just chill, you know. (laughs) It's not good. It's not helpful. Like, because... Uh, help the growth so I think it's really important to hear from from you from people who have um, grown and worked on themselves and and worked through these kinds of challenges that the energy presents Mm. and Mm. then be able to express it like you are now and then people sitting there at home walking whatever you are doing listening to this can identify that and can be like okay cool wait I totally kind of see that in myself and there is kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a way to work. There's yeah, a there's 100%. move something to go forward with this. Maybe there are mm. ways that I can challenge myself in my uh, kind of instinctive responses. Mm. You know, absolutely. And I would say too, I would be remiss if I didn't hit on the sort of manipulation too. Yeah. You know, because that ties into it too. That um, there were times in my life where because I had, uh, I was able to quickly verbalize something that I could lash out, mm. you know, or I could um, <clears throat> say something and sort of feel like in that moment, haha, I won, mm. you know, gotcha, you know, kind of thing. But um, then later reflecting on it would feel horrible, mm. you know, and feel like, wow, that was, that was, that was not a good thing to do. And so I think that sort of ties into to what I said before too. this, that just because you can say it, 
just because you could go there. You don't have yeah. to. And to kind of sit in the self and go like, it's not only for the other person, right? But you're doing it for yourself ultimately, right? Because having to sit with that sort of pain later of that, wow, I inflicted pain in that moment so that I could feel like, oh, I won, mm. um, you know, in that moment, whatever that means. Um, and so that doesn't feel like a good use of my skill, yeah. right? And because, you know, I, because I think that we're all gifted, mm. right? We're all gifted. We all have certain innate skills, but those skills can be used positively or negatively. Oh, so true. And yes, and I don't want to use a skill um negatively not only because i find it so damaging and so destructive but because it doesn't honor the gift Mm. right and so i believe that you know we have to honor ourselves we have to honor our gifts and there are challenges of course we can work on those and envelop those or whatever but it's just as important to not sort of take our gifts for granted uh, or to abuse them yeah so oh damn that was so great (laughs) that was like amazing advice amazing advice Mm. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, I love, love you too, Mama. So, uh, as we kind of talked about before, too, Gemini's love lots of different things. They have their feet dipped in all the pools, like our and... fingers in all the pies. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and um, so, I invited. I wanted to invite my mother um, to share some kind of uh, thing, some kind of knowledge or information that she's been attracted to recently. Oh, fun. Um. And, uh, yeah, so could you say something that you've been studying recently? <clears throat> Absolutely. So, uh, as Audrey mentioned before, I, I have always been a bit interested in astrology, but in a very typical Gemini way, which was just sort of like superficial. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, you know, when you both were born, I, you know, had your charts done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Pop and I met, we had our charts done. And, and I've looked at it throughout the years. But with you guys starting this podcast again, you really inspired Aww, me. Yeah. Which um, I love it. It's so fun. I've seen you like all of a sudden be like, yeah, let's do this. And, like learning yeah. so much more. <laughs> That's so nice. Oh, you guys have inspired me so much. And I've learned so much by listening to your, your podcast. And it's it's so much fun. It's brought so much joy to my life. So Aww. I definitely like seep back in. So thank you guys for that. Aww. And um, <clears throat> I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. So, um, <laughs> so, so you know, you know, what do you say? Props, props to you yeah. guys. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Props. That's so nice. Hats off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been looking at charts and that kind of thing. And then I came across this book um, that I was like, ooh, yes. Um, and it's called Buddhist Astrology. Oh, yeah. So a, a chart interpretation from a Buddhist perspective. Mm. Um, now, I just got the book probably, you know, a week ago or something, mm. Odge. Maybe I yeah. told you when it came in. Yeah. Um, so I haven't had it that long, but I'm excited about it. And it will also, I will have to challenge myself to stay with it and not just be excited that I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You got> this. <laughs> um, exactly. But I also thought uh, that it could be really fun. I just picked a couple little sentences and it's actually from the foreword uh, and the foreword was written by Stephen Forrest. And so I had to look up who that was. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he's an American uh, astrologer mm-hmm. uh, and he's an author and lecturer. And he uh, is one of the founders of evolutionary astrology. Oh, cool. So yeah, so that's who he is. So he, I thought had a couple 
of real gems and just in the forward here. So I just have a couple of um, sentences that I thought you guys would appreciate. And the reason that I also uh, thought of sharing this was um, you both are coming into this, you know, sort of in this new bubbly, screw the patriarchy um, way of looking at astrology, you know, <laughs> and I, I love that. And I just thought, wow, I, I feel like this would really speak to you guys too. Um, so here it is. Uh, so sky and mind mirror each other. That perception is the elemental heart of astrology. As we long for the sky, the sky longs for us. They mirror each other. Um, okay, I'll, I'll just I'll read a little bit more here. Of this it says, um, uh, and sky is mind. The great mind of the sky calls the little human mind, longs for the little human mind to join it. Now he he says, of course, this is Buddhism, but it's all it's every uh, it's every religion, mm. it's every. So he says, strip religions of their methodology and cultural context, and they boil down to the same feeling in the human heart: our longing to go beyond the boundaries of separateness. And I just feel like I love that because it's like okay. The sky and the mind are connected mm. and the heart connected to the mind sky. I just think that's so beautiful. So beautiful. That is so wonderful. Uh, and he says this perception exists inescapably in the core of astrology too. Mm. And I just thought that was beautiful. This, um, you know, we, we hear about the mind heart connection, of course, which is so important, but this concept this perception of the sky mm. being a mirror of the mind and wanting that connection, wanting us to connect, you know, and not feel this separateness yeah. that we that we so often feel mm. that loneliness, right? And when you think about it too, it's like, I mean, what is cancer, right? Cancer is a cell um, feeling isolated. Mm. It's lost its connection to the rest of the the cells, mm. right? So it feels like it's alone. I mean, ah, oh, just like that makes me want to cry, yeah. right? It feels like it's alone. And so in that being alone, it thinks I just have to replicate. I just have to replicate and survive, mm. right? And so what does that cell actually need? It needs to be seen. Hello, you're here. Mm. You're part of us. We're connected. Mm. You're loved. You're loved. And we're here together, mm. right? And that's what we need as individuals. And that's what we need as a collective humanity and as a collective sentient beings of this mother earth. We are all connected. And I just thought that the way that he wrote that was so beautiful and the way he connected it to astrology. Holy fuck, Julie. That was great. Oh, my God. I'm just like, I want to listen to Julie talk about astrology. I don't want us to do it anymore because you're so good at communicating it. I'm just like, nah, I'm out. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much, Julie. That was amazing. That was awesome. And we have to, I think we have to have you back on for an episode where we maybe uh, talk about uh, what you your more your findings from the book basically mm, yeah that sounds so cool Abs- oh i would love to yeah yeah 
definitely. I would I would love to. Well, thank you guys for doing this platform and inviting me on today too. I, I know you guys are going to do your roundup, but I just wanted to say what an honor it's been for me and how much fun it's been. And um, thank you for letting me into your beautiful sure. world you've Yay. created here. Oh, always <laughs> thank world. you. My world's your world. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Rachel, where are you ass? Where am I ass? I'm definitely not dealing with some underlying stress that Mm. this whole like global situation is causing um and I also I know a lot of that stress is linked to the fact that I don't have a job and I don't have a source of income um and I really I feel very detached from the fact that that has a big effect on me emotionally and I hate the fact it has an effect on me emotionally because like I don't really I don't really like I, I would like stability. I'm not here for like, I'm not like all about money or anything like that. It doesn't really, and obviously that's a very privileged point of view to be like, I don't ponder on money a lot, but it's, I don't normally think about it as something that affects me uh, like uh, emotionally. It doesn't worry me or stress me. Like say, I know Audrey for you, money is something that Stressful. stresses you out quite a lot. Um, Delium in the second house. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it into astrological terms. Heck yeah. Um, whereas like, I think, just the uncertainty of everything and then not having like the security of having financial stability is like very much playing on my mind at the moment Mm, Um, I think the trust 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 yeah yeah I'm not trusting at the moment and I need to like trust the things um Mm. that sounded really wishy-washy we talk about trust the process guys just FYI (laughs) which is equally wishy-washy but here we are Um, yeah it's foo-foo we love being foo-foo we love the foo-foo um (laughs) Yeah, and I think that is, I think that is making me probably quite detached from a lot of things because I'm not dealing with that thing. Um, and I'm, I think I'm a bit worried that I'm gonna get a job in the near future, hopefully, and then be like, oh, I'm fine now. And it's like, no, actually, I need to deal with the underlying things, which is like, yeah. like it's like the conditioning of capitalism to like always be like valuing money above everything and all of that kind of productivity. Shit. Yeah, and, and all of that yeah. kind of stuff um yeah and then I'm also feeling incredibly sad about finishing uni incredibly sad Mm. yeah but I'm like also okay that sounds like I'm really sad at the moment I'm also doing great I'm having like a really nice time it's just there's a couple of really can all exist yeah it can all exist together coexisting yeah Um, sorry I just rambled um Julie where are you ass Ooh, where am I ass okay um yeah i okay this is a thing where too many thoughts come at the same time uh example of that Um, (laughs) even though you (laughs) exhibit a you can't hear in my brain but trust me there's a lot going on in there um (laughs) um i am feeling kind of for the first time a bit of hope in this whole sort of what we're the chaos of the mm. world and all that kind of thing. I'm finding, um, I feel like I've been grieving um, a, a mm. lot. And I'm sort of coming out of this other side of grieving, grieving, which is sort of like, okay, what action needs to take place, yeah. you know? And um, so I'm feeling sort of that bubbly energy of things about to happen, if, if that's, uh, mm. um, and, you know, that feels exciting. Yeah. That feels that feels uh, 
good. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. That's super nice. Mm. Uh, there's still, you know, fear in, uh, you know, a lot in, in there a little bit. Not not so much fear, but a little bit of the, this unknown mm. is still very much there. But, the, but there is a lot of bubbly uh, That's energy. That's super great. Yeah. I like it. Audrey, where are you asked? Where am I asked? I, uh, I, there's so much shit going on in the world. Oh Holy gosh. fuck. Um, and I think I, I feel, I'm feeling the weight, but I totally also am doing a little cognitive dissonance situation, um, where I'm distancing myself a little bit. Oh, I'm just kind yes. of putting a little block because, um, I'm, am not in the state to, to feel all that shit right now. Mm. Um, especially just being still alone in quarantine, like day 70 or whatever it is. Mm. And, um, and also knowing that if I do allow myself to just like succumb to it, uh, I won't be able to get my shit done and we have deadlines coming up. Yeah. So it's inconvenient right now. <laughs> and I'm not like, I'm, I'm sorry, it's inconvenient for me. Can you stop? <laughs> no, but, um, uh, but I'm, I'm going to deal with that in a little bit. So <laughs> um, right now I, I want to focus on deadlines yeah, um, yeah. and completing uni. And, uh, and I also, I was, I was thinking last night, I was like, I really want to have a fun summer and I don't really care if it's not the summer that we thought it was going to be or if it's not what it looked like it was going to be. Um, but I want to like just have a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think you're I'm right. kind of in that mood. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that's me. That's why I'm asked. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, <laughs> you can follow us at Astrology Pod on Twitter at Rachel Elizabeth Coleman on Instagram or Audrey Barbet on Instagram or Mother if you want any followers Vegan Mama seventy one on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah so um, you can feel free to re- you know reach out to us too if yeah you have reach out to comment, us questions want to be friends definitely um please uh, subscribe to the pod on Spotify or Apple Pods if you're on Apple Pods make sure you uh, rate us five stars please and leave a review leave please. a little review um. Preferably, you know, be kind. Be kind, please. Um, if not kind... If you don't have anything nice, don't say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, if you if you don't have anything nice to say, just be respectful, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but this has been fantastic. So fun. So much fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you in the future, but also, time is a construct. Suck my astral ass. Bye! Bye.